Today's episode of Dr. D's Social Network is an experiment. It's something that I think will be very different to your ears for all the listeners. The guest today is Emily Rose Giddings, and she's part of the band Zigtebra. And I wanted to feature the music throughout our conversation of her album, Major Crush. I think you'll find the music poppy, funky, futuristic, uh, very synthy, and a lot of different sounds. So we wanted to weave in different parts of our conversation and then let you hear some of this really good music. So enjoy the music of Major Crush and the conversation with Emily Rose Giddings. Sharing moment, I opened for a sold out show for this called Oh Wonder, who are kind of famous. And we were, I mean, we are an underground band. We have a couple thousand fans, but that's nothing like hundreds of thousands. And half of my keyboard broke stage, like stopped working. And I was so nervous because we had never played before hundred some people before. And we had put on that list, our most vulnerable song called Cut Me. And it's me singing like alone and my bandmates playing guitar and it is so vulnerable and raw. Thank you. 
beginning time is not one month. The beginning time is not one year. The beginning time is a few years and you got to keep going. Anything like for all of your achievements too. It takes time, faith. It takes perseverance and working through and aiming for and missing a whole bunch of hoops before stuff starts to pay off and um, that get, get the dots connected for you and line up. And that's so Cool. I am. I love hearing inspiring stories about musicians. For the album, we just basically put together a mood board. What do we want it to feel like? It's not all going to be the same. What do we want it to look like if it looked like something? So we make a Pinterest board. This is something I do with my coaching clients too. I'm like, what do you want it to feel like? Make a Pinterest board. No one will see it. Make it private. That's the way to keep it secret. Put pictures in there of the thing you want to design. So for Zigtebra, we even put uh, colors or or vibes or a room full of people sing. We wanted to see that from the stage up and redesign. We find something that we're like, mm, yeah, ooh, that. Let's keep that. It's like that. I like that. I mean, it's. Uh, I'm curious about the song creation process. You know, I just feel like. You know, you listen to a song, you go, oh, this is a good song, you know, and, and some people just take it at face value as that. And for me, I like to understand, like, the background of those songs. So on Zigtebra, what was the concept of the album? Like, was there like a meeting of saying like, hey, this is what we want this to sound like, or, you know, these are the type of songs you want to create. What was that like? Well... 
Actually, that is such a good question. I love that you asked what's the song creation process because for me, before doing music, it was a giant mystery. How in the heck <laughs> did Shiny Toy Gun, York, or Madonna, how does anyone make this perfect thing? It's made me jealous. It made me, and how could you just write something awesome? Because when I sat down to start, it sounded like a bad jewel cover. Just see. <laughs> thin, bagging, not exciting, not amazing. And I felt like, wow, by my first attempt, if this is what I got coming out of the gates. And what I learned when we would sit down to say, what do we want this album to sound like? What do we want this song to sound like? It's, it's interesting to the creation of things. I think it it's like the creation of anything. You know, it's uh, some trial and error. It's what it sounds like, what it feels like. It's like tasting something. You know, and I wonder, like, when I see t songs, like titles of songs, I'm always thinking, like, why did they name that song that? For instance, <laughs> like, um, I'm thinking, I'm looking at the track listing, and you know, I, I listen to all the songs, and I'm like, man, I I really like these songs, and I'm thinking about these songs, and I think about something like like Bring It On. What was the idea for that? Hmm. Okay. A lot of times we name based on some line in the chorus that we want people to connect that will give the essence of what's going on in the song. And that song was written uh, in the middle of tour while we were on the road, and it was very tough. We were really showing up to the limits of our internal um, endurance, emotional endurance, physical endurance. It was grueling, show after show, and the song is about on the challenges because I'll step up to them. I like, um, see, that's what I mean. Like when you listen to a song, I mean, you're listening to the song you hope that like, maybe I think as an, as an artist, you would hope that they get it, you know, but maybe it's interpreted in different ways by the person, but just hearing how you're explaining it gives it a different vibe or like what the artist was thinking or the band was thinking in the creation <laughs> of the song, I, you know? Yeah. I love when people have their own interpretations. I 
I, you know, I'm back and forth on thinking, should we be more explicit in our lyrics? Because I do think that what is personal is universal. And sometimes we do and say really specific things. I walked in, I saw you there, you touched my hand. I love stories and I do too. And sometimes we keep it a little bit vague that someone driving in their car, going home at night, Darian's having a party and had just this amazing connected talk with someone and a challenge has been put on your plate and you're driving home feeling good after the party and the song comes on the radio and maybe you don't hear all the words because you're still thinking about your night looking for your exit but the putting it on is filling your car and you like the way it sounds and it means something different for you than what the song was written for at the time because you're feeling like yeah bring it on this project, bring it on 2020, even though we're in a funky time right mm. now. Bring it on whatever. I like it when it creates personal life in someone's mind, means something new to them. And what about the song, I'll Find You? I really like that song. Tell me about that. Oh, gosh. Oh, my. That's funny. I was so nervous about that song. Um, my bandmate encouraged me to lean into it. It was a song about looking for someone, especially in the digital age, a lot of online. And that feeling that everyone has about looking for that perfect person. Where are they? How many profiles do I have to scroll through? Are you there? So frustrated looking. And the, the refrain is, I'll find you to... Uh, when our eyes meet, uh, you'll see something no one can see. It's that feeling that you hope someone, you'll connect with someone finally who can realize and get you more than anyone else gets you. about these songs that I really like is like that and um, like wildlife. I really like that song too. Thank you. And that is one of my favorite songs. I don't know why. What is it about it? I love the tones in that song. We found this awesome bell tone that was beautiful and just stirred my heart. I imagine standing on the Pacific West on a, on a cliff overlooking the Pacific ocean and the wind my hair. Wildlife is a very hopeful song. I think a lot of Zig Tebra songs default to hope 
because we need that. We aren't perfect positive people. We've both had our hearts broken and had family things growing up and it hasn't been easy. So we to writing music that our chin and gives us a little bit of hope and heartwarming or positive encouraging because we need it and a lot of people who resonate with our music that and I think it's cool I mean sometimes I feel like I wish people knew I had this dark sexy mysterious side but (laughs) this is the music that comes out and I guess I need the hopefulness sometimes I like that. I like the hopefulness. I mean, it is true in this time. We certainly need hopefulness, but it's interesting that uh, Zig Tebra's kind of calling card is hopefulness. And sometimes you think of like bands and it's like very dark, you know, it's like, oh, it's very grungy and dark. And I mean, there's a lot of that I like too. I really like songs that um, kind of encompass that, but I also like songs that are are happier too as well. So it's interesting that you've taken that kind of hopeful mantra with your music, you know. musicians and creative people in general, we often encounter either a fear within ourselves or peer projections or parental projections that going into the arts is not noble, won't be appreciated, unity isn't sufficient. And that, I mean, ties a lot of stuff like ego, normal health stuff like Am I contributing? Am I valuable? What do other people think of my choices? Am I helpful? Am I contributing? Am I inspiring? Am I pulling my weight? Am I giving more than I take? Taking a deeper dive into something that interests you. You know, I think we just have such a surface level understanding of life. I mean, you think about it, a lot of the things a person knows is just something somebody told them or they lightly skimmed through but they haven't taken the time to really take a deep dive, you know, or like when I listen to music, I always listen for the substance behind it, which is why it's hard for me to listen to music that has no real substance to it. Like I get that some songs are just for fun and partying and all that. And and I like that in certain situations, but I tend to gravitate towards songs that um, really make me think or like the production feels very unique. And you could tell the artist's, spent time like crafting the production in a way that sounds like a concept or like what's running around in their mind. And that's what I immediately got when I started listening to your music. I was like, this, this is like, this is trippy kind (laughs) of a little bit. And I like that. I think it's the song, uh, I can dance. I think Ah. that. (laughs) And like, I think about like, I can dance, like I can do my thing. I can move forward in my life. I don't need some, you know, major person to tell me I'm going to have a, you know, I bless this 
this podcast. Now you can go forward. Like I can dance, I could do it. You know, I'm just going to be consistent. I'm going to put it together. And it's kind of like music for me. It's a production. I treat every episode, hopefully as much as the person will allow me to do it, to create something unique and a collaboration together. And that song kind of symbolized to me is like, I can dance. I could do this. Like, I don't, I don't need you to tell me I can dance. I can, I'm just going to go out and do it. You know? Amen. That is, that song is about to a T. It is the dance. I can do this song for sure. It is one of my favorites. It's the most fun to play live. It gives everybody permission to audience to just believe and vibe on what they need to reach out for. That is what that song is all about. And it is what you do. You are a creator. You're creating this podcast out of nothing, showing up to it with persistence, with interest, being value for the world. And, you know, it's just you and you keep to it. I can dance. Usually feels like dancing because it's so not about looking sexy or perfect. It's about together and having fun. Sometimes with music, something works and it feels on fire. And it's easy when you're connected to that. This song is on fire. It's easy to finish it, dig into the production, find the right drum, already feel it living inside. So it directs itself to be finished, to find the to find the loop, to find the guitar part, the, the chorus. And it propels you through to completion. Other songs take more time. And sometimes they might be just as good, but it's more logical. You're more working through it with what you know and you feel. When you know you've got something great, because you feel it. Yeah, I think it's, it's an important concept to think about. I also think it's important to see like how you grow from like the genesis of something and then as you become more seasoned in it. So I wonder with you guys and your music, how has the music changed from when you started to where you are now? Ooh, well, I'm a better singer with better pitch and I can play more instruments and I finally self music theory this past September. So that's <laughs> new. I just plunk it out. Anyway, the truth is I've learned more about 
what makes a great song and what makes better and how to be a better instrument player and a better performer on stage. We've played hundreds of shows and I'm sure your brother knows too. Connecting with the audience on stage is an art form and it's an important part of the live experience. I want this to be great and I want the shows to be meaningful. So I would say as a performer I've grown and hopefully the song becoming more complex and rich in production. The earlier music some of it I am sort of embarrassed about. The low production quality. What was I thinking? having a clap go through the entire song and not giving anyone <laughs> stuff like that. But I love the quality, the richness, the Easter eggs, the interesting textures in the song. It's it's just mm, it feels good in my I know that the sound quality is deeper, thicker, more interesting more of an homage to the the incredible music I hear it shakes my guts. And so I'm working harder on understanding what I love music and what I don't like. I'm listening to probably like you listen to other podcasts and think, mm, I don't like it when they do this. I Oh, I'm using this idea. All creators stand on the shoulders of people before us and innovate from there, we we learn from the masters, and we stay curious about it, and we work on emulating or um, being inspired by doing and taking that into what we create. And then, you know, we have to show up and sit down and work on it, and go through it, and shoot it, and figure out a better way to. Do it. having been in performance art, it is not easy to do something different for people, but it is important unless you want to go to bed at night feeling like you are telling your soul to shut up. And people can 
Excuse me. I'm sure people listen to your podcast because it feels more real than the guys coming on and being like, and welcome to, <laughs> um, and you just, you can tune that so fast because it's boring. Oh, that's pretty funny. That's actually pretty funny. I, we have a very kindred spirit about, I think you're making music and me doing a podcast. And I, I, think, so. I think you're exactly right. I do not want to be like, welcome to the Dr. D show and blah, blah, blah. Like. When I turn on the recording, it's just like us, we just start talking. Like there's no lead up in terms of like this super produced thing. Like I'll have an intro and, but the intro is more of a monologue. It's, it's a little bit about you, but it's more about like the concept of you and why we're doing this. And here's something to think about. Like I started doing an intermissions in the podcast and they're meditations. They're like basically a minute meditation that you can do that gives you something to think about in your life that was based off of the conversation, like halfway through our conversation that we have. Just some different. I don't know if it's good or not, but some people tell me they think it's interesting that there's a meditation just thrown in the middle of it. It's like painting. Let's learn how to draw a face and then let's do abstraction. That's how like Picasso, he did those crazy abstract drawings. And before that though, he was doing perfect realism. And it blew my mind when I found out he learned how to be a great painter who painted things perfectly. And then he went beyond that into abstraction. It wasn't just that he always was drawing abstract stuff. Like since five, he was really good. And that is connected even to why you're interested in context. Like knowing someone's roots is like you make podcasts, probably had to do a first one where you like, I need word on software. I need to talk about some stuff. And then you realized what would make it better, how you make it your own, what actually your network, what is your party? What is the vibe? And for my music, I feel like just with major crush album gotten to, these are foundational. This is us doing a decent example of what we do. And now we want to go deeper. So my process is improving because I show up to learning how to be a better songwriter and musician. And uh, I'm always feeling like the next album is going to be the best because it's the most satisfying for me. We wrote a new album that we're working on finishing now. And my next, uh, my next area of leaning into and reaching for is, uh, more interesting and personal lyrics that I think will always have this that everyone can sing to because we're all humans doing our best. I think we're all connected in spirit in some way. I like to have something unifying instead of divisive or harsh. I, I try to knit joy so that we can, can connect to each other in a room. I really love having a live music experience where are different from each other, feel like they can be closer or be more curious about each other, have more space in their hearts to accept someone different from themselves.
I can't sleep at night You don't call my phone So I go out alone But it's not the same Nobody gets my game I drink and think of you And all the ways we grew Me without you isn't music almost kind of a rebel cause in many ways it's kind of the counterculture was for a lot of kids in the 80s and 70s maybe 90s i don't know you know it's just kind of like artistic freedom <clears throat> and i think there's a lot of risk taking that's involved i try to do that with my podcast like podcasts you can equate it to music it has an a b a b c i mean it has a formula a lot of people it's just record them the uh podcast throw a little bit of music in the intro and then have a conversation. Maybe, you know, have us, if you have some sponsorship, you throw a little of that in there. And I've been like, that's boring to me. Like, I want to take some chances. Like, like when we talked, I think it's fun for the audience to hear about what we talked about off air. It's like, I said, Emily, I want to take your music and I want to put it into the podcast in some fun way, you know, and that's different that you never heard this version of a podcast. Like I want to take a chance. It could flop hard, but it's okay. At least we tried, you know, at least we did something different. You know, this being like a, an explorer entity. If we just do it the same way, everybody does it. How much does that contribute?
messing with, baby This is my heart And it's on fire Hey You don't know who you're messing with, baby listening to this episode of Dr. D's Social Network. Make sure you listen to future episodes. Also, please make sure to rate and review My Dad's Show on Apple Podcasts in the Rate and Review section. Thanks, everyone!